What's up, guys? Welcome to the Luke Rutherford Podcast, Episode 1. I appreciate you guys watching. This is the first podcast, obviously, and I'm new to this experience, but looking forward to it. I'm pumped, and I'm pleased to introduce my first guest, the Desmond Pinagar. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, how's, sir. how's it going, You're man? pumped, man. Like, you're yeah. really pumped. You've been lifting weights. I've been trying, man, but it's consistency is the key. Is there something sure. behind that? Are you, uh, you planning on uh, competing? No, well, I mean, I had the thought in my head that I might. Um, it's a very large, um, you know, taking on that, you know, process is not easy. Right, right. I have a, a lot of discipline, huh? A lot of discipline, yeah. A lot of starvation or a lot just of starvation. Like nutrition or like planning, organization, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, those guys are dedicated. Yes. But I saw you uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Y. Yeah. Lifting yep. weights. Yeah, when I, I looked up, I think I, I don't know what I was doing. I looked up and I was like, that's a big guy. Because I hadn't seen you, you know, yeah. probably in, I don't know, three, four years maybe. So I looked up, I was like, that's Desmond Benegar. I'm like, what is he doing? I didn't know you were still in Asheville, actually, to be honest. Really? Yeah. So that's what people say when they uh, when they say me that's Desmond Pentagon. Like that's, a, <laughs> that's what I feel. Damn, man, like yeah. that's a, a certain level of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. When uh, yeah. people recognize you as that. Well, I mean, you can't. You, no one's gonna miss you. You know, you that's walk right. in. You walk in the room. Someone they're no, they're, they're gonna know. But uh, right. yeah, man, it's a little bit about you know you, yourself and how you came to Asheville and how we know each other and all that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, how how often do you go to that Y? Um, I'm actually there every single morning for the most part, super early. Okay, how early is early? Um, most of the time it's on average five thirty six. Oh, so you're there? And yeah. What do you think about that working out in the mornings? Because I love it. I I love working out in the mornings. You get the I same prefer, type of crowd. I prefer working out in the mornings. Um, if it's past like twelve or one, I won't even bother most of the time. Right. Um, so no matter what, I'm getting a workout in before, when the morning comes right. for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's that I've always knew since I met you that you had a certain level of discipline that other kids didn't have and, uh, that you wanted the game and you wanted to be successful mm -hmm. and, uh, it showed in your work ethic and waking up in the mornings is part of that, that DNA that people have that are successful mm -hmm. you display that in basketball so, uh, but I was really surprised to see you, man. I was really shocked to see that you pumped up. Like, you got stronger. Where did this come from? Did it, were you that big while you were playing basketball? No, 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 not at all. Well, I think I, t I mentioned it, but I didn't speak on it too much. Well, whenever I was done with basketball um, and I decided not to play uh, college basketball, I just took to the gym and right. it was that competition inside the gym that kind of has you know, propelled me to kind of get into fitness a little bit and just kind of take it a lot more serious. Um, you you know, didn't take it serious when you were playing? No. I hated working out. So you didn't listen to me when I was telling you you can't eat hamburgers and all that other shit. Like, you got to, you know, eat vegetables and fruit. And, <laughs> like, you yeah. was just a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to partake in that. I just wanted to hoop, you know. Right. So, so now it's like, well – you know, I'm not playing college basketball. I need to stay healthy, so I'm just going to get in the gym. You know, I'm going to try to work harder than anybody else in the gym whenever I'm in there. And, right. um, you know, just recently I was uh, – I did the Beer City Beatdown. In, uh, the Beer yeah. City Beatdown. Beer City Beatdown. Yeah. That's, that's Asheville yeah, yeah, for yeah. you to create some, yeah. some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a CrossFit uh, um, competition. It was super fun, though. Honestly, the competition level was, was just what I needed because I'm – you know, I was just getting – into crossfit i wouldn't consider myself a crossfitter 
you know. Oh, so there's a you got to be there's a difference. There's the definition of CrossFitters. Well, not personally, CrossFit. no. I don't like to categorize fitness really. I'm more of a cross trainer. All types of training, I'm there and I'll partake in it. Right. I don't like to say bodybuilders shouldn't shouldn't squat that much and shouldn't bench that much because it's not good on your joints. Or I don't like to be like you shouldn't squat clean or power clean because it's not good for your like. Right. I think I cross training is is more important than any s- section of fitness yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh so the be- the beer city beatdown. Yep. What is that? You drink a beer <laughs> when you when you <laughs> run and by the time you're done you're they used beat to down. give you they used to give you a beer um right after you finished your last workout and I was like I'm pretty sure it was a craft beer too. I'm like, I'm not drinking a craft beer right after a 15 minute AMRAP where I feel like I was gonna die. Right, it defeats the purpose. So yeah, well bit. for some people, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So what was it? Is 5K, 10K? Um, the uh, the actual competition. Uh, yeah. Oh no, this um, is the the CrossFit cross competition. Yeah. This okay. so this was four workouts in a day, and they were each about an, a couple hours apart. Um, my teammates were um, Demetrius Render. Do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Demetrius? Yeah, uh, he's yeah, part yeah, of yeah. Uh, the the CrossFitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could put him in that. You could put him in that category. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was me, Demetrius, um, and these these other two guys that that were pretty good. But me and Demetrius, um, we've known each other for uh, since probably I was like thirteen, fourteen. You know, he yeah. coached me some, and um, I introduced Demetrius to Inca. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't yeah, know that. I, I like to play behind the scenes. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're in the networking community, and you're you're the reason these things happen, but just no one knows nah, about it. No, I'm not. You know, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Mobius. Yeah. From Matrix Now. <laughs> uh, but I did introduce uh, Demetrius to the scene because it seemed like he wanted yeah. to get in into right. that, right. and I didn't want to. And sure. uh, like it just the opportunity presented itself, and boom. So you guys were doing the CrossFit. Yeah, man, it was really fun, and you know, we really competed hard, and we we took second overall, um, and it was my first one. Um, uh, y'all took second. Yeah. Oh, so the team as a, a team, team of four. Yep. I I know nothing about CrossFit. It's uh it's a cool sport. Um the the lifts and the t- and the, the techniques are hard to kind of get down, um because it does a lot of technique. But I mean, once you kind of get it down, you know, it's it's fun to kind of push yourself, and you know. It's okay. a lot more. It's a lot more competitive than um, traditional. Just like getting on stage and doing poses and stuff. Yeah, right. a lot more competitive. It's uh, a lot so, more dangerous too, probably though. Yeah. Uh, so what is it like? So there's uh, certain competitions that you got to do a certain amount of, amount of push-ups, and then your partner does a certain amount of push-ups, and it's all yeah. scored together yeah. against another group. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's scored in different ways depending on how the workout's structured. So it's like. If you were to do an AMRAP as many rounds as possible or as many reps as possible, that would be your score, the number of reps. A what as, rep? As a team. A what rep? As many reps oh, as, as many possible. Oh, as many reps. Okay. It was just, it's an acronym for AMRAP is the acronym. As many reps yeah. as possible? Yeah. Okay. So that's how you would score that one. But it, so it sounds like you're part of the CrossFitters. You, <laughs> you know the terminology. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You, uh, yeah. you're, you're working your way up. <laughs> <laughs> I still do, I call them bro sessions, which is the traditional, like, you know, push, pull, like chest back. I okay. do. I do my traditional bro sessions every morning. Yeah. But I'll also do across the workouts as well. Man, it's funny how uh, things that are just natural and primitive becomes a sport. It like is crazy. You're, you're supposed to just do push-ups and mm-hmm. and pull and mm-hmm. and tug on things and hang on things and just naturally. 
Yeah. And, but now it's a sport, you know. Now it's but, a sport. It's weird. Yeah. And that's what I was telling, telling my dad. I was like, the squat is like probably the most um, used lift throughout humanity just at you, all. You got to squat your ass down. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen a baby squat before? Perfect oh, squat form. I've seen three of them. <laughs> yeah, three of them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, have you seen them squat though? Have you like they pick, they go to pick Perfect up something form. and they just ass to the grass? Right, li- back up. straight, spine's back, not bent. Literally, yeah. If you want to learn how to squat? Watch a baby pick something up. Yeah, I think that should be a uh, a, a workout video. Yeah, exactly. The baby squat baby videos, squat. you know, well, push ups. It just tells you how natural of a movement that is. If they if they've never been taught how to squat and they can right. just do it perfectly, right? It's kind of strange. Yeah, I've uh, I, I never subscribed to someone teaching me how to do something that I should be doing myself. And so I guess uh, a little bit of that comes from uh, a little bit of that uh, put me away from uh, CrossFit because yeah. I'm like, I, I, I build a pull-up pull up bar in my backyard mm-hmm. and I discipline myself to do pull-ups on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but yeah, but it's good for a lot of people though. It is good for a lot of people. A lot of people, they yeah. don't do that. No. There's a lot of weirdos out there. Yeah. They'll get lost in some shit. Did you take, did you take fitness pretty seriously during your basketball career? Uh, well, fitness wasn't talked about as serious as, as it is now. Mm-hmm. When I play basketball, I guess this is a good segue to talk about. Sure, yeah, yeah. Me, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm from California. Right. Well, I'm originally from Louisiana. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. yeah, and I grew up in California. My mom and dad split up. Mm-hmm. My mom moved me and my sisters and my brother to California. Grew up in a really tough situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, slept on couches, floors. End up sleeping in a, a trailer and a camper for a week. Someone just let us uh, rent out their trailer and camper. And so did that and um, apartments. And then uh, fell in love with basketball. And basketball was my thing. It was my getaway thing, just like some of the crossfitting people, you know, uh, doing pull-ups and competing with people. I, I got that same camaraderie on the basketball court, that same uh, relief from society, the pressure, of, for me anyway, of not having a dad at home. And my team was my family, so I was able to relate to that, and I fell right in throughout high school and college. But as far as fitness goes, it was whatever the coach told me to do. And the coach told me to do a lot of shit that I didn't understand why we should be doing it, a lot of extra running that I'm like, what's the purpose of this? But uh, like now as an adult and teaching basketball, I realize that a lot of these things are just preparing you mentally sure. for life. It's sure. not necessary what for coach, you know, basketball. What coach was telling you to do all those things that you – uh, well, all of them, yeah. all of them. Which one in particular? Uh, yeah, all of them, <laughs> but uh, uh, specifically uh, just being introduced to the game oh, okay. was uh, my high school coaches, nice. uh, Coach Klein, yeah. who now I'm like, he's a genius, man. He's a genius for like the way that he taught us how to play the game. And I come from a place in California, the Inland Empire. Uh, I played for the IEBP, Inland Empire Basketball Players. Uh, and we had a ton of guys that end up playing Division One on my high school basketball team. Uh, I think um, the varsity team played Division One basketball. Nice. And, you know, this is a, a great testament to the coach and how he taught us how to play uh, the fundamentals and some of the things that I teach the kids and how I met you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things were things that I'm like, why are we doing this? 
Mm-hmm. Why are we jump stopping mm-hmm. and spinning around? Just mm-hmm. give me the ball, let me play. Sure. And then when I put those together, yep. then I'm like, oh, oh, wow, he was a genius mm-hmm. for teaching me all the steps the correct way and mm-hmm. teaching me the right way to play. Mm-hmm. As you see now, uh, you've yeah. been around a lot of coaches. Yeah. Do every coach know what they're doing? No, not every coach knows what they're doing. Uh, but at the same time, whenever I was coached by you, for some reason, the tone, to the, the tonality in your voice and everything that you displayed to me, not only as a coach, but as a person and how you went about your personal life. I was like, I, well, I, I, need, to, I need to listen to this guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't a screamer, and I'm not a screamer. No, and I that's know. crazy you say that because um, my mom just told uh, my girlfriend. My girlfriend was like, her name's Chelsea. She's like, she's like, Jill, I've, I've never heard Luke raise his voice ever. Um, and she's like, yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. yeah and I was like, and I was like, I looked at my mom and I was like, she's right though. I don't remember a single time where I've looked at somebody and raised my voice at a certain, you know, notch at them. So yeah. it's kind of something I feel like we definitely have in common there. So Yeah, yeah, you have that DNA, mm-hmm. that uh that competitive DNA and uh when you get into that mode of, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh you're like a samurai. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. holding your emotions, you don't just, you sure. know, there's some people that don't have that sure. ability. My thing is always you you can think about what you're going to say before you say it and how you react to something, but you can't ever take it back. You can't put those words back in your mouth. All right. Who taught you that? My, I feel like that was myself. I don't know. Probably experience, but right. I don't know. I don't know how I've, you know, kind of. We are that. a product of all of our experiences. So at some sure. point, somebody, are you seeing somebody say something and got yep. the shit slapped out of them? Like, <laughs> yep. oh, well, maybe you need yeah. to think about what you're saying yeah. first. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do all that. <laughs> right. Take us through, though, a little bit about how you transitioned, though, from that way of growing up into how um, you kind of persevered and, and used basketball to kind of, like, push you forward throughout high school. And then and then kind of take us to where it was the it was the turning point where you said, I'm going to take this basketball thing pretty serious. Uh, well, high school. Okay. Uh, my senior year, going into my senior year, I didn't think I could play Division One basketball. And then I got recruited. I received a couple of letters. And I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this actually could happen mm-hmm. if I pay attention to the coaches and listen to them. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, I took that a little bit more serious. and But my grades wasn't there. Right. And then they said uh, – well, you can't play Division One basketball because you mm-hmm. don't have the grades. Mm-hmm. You need to go to a junior college first. Okay. And so I went to a junior college, and I was at Ventura College for two years, second in the state in scoring and rebounding. And each semester I took 18 credits. And I didn't want that to be my downfall from not reaching my goal of playing Division One, my academics. So I took it really serious, and that was my wake-up call my freshman year in college, I said, look, this is my opportunity to do something. I know guys that play, that are at a Division One school, mm-hmm. and I thought of myself as a failure from not making it Division One. Sure. Because I set my goals for that. Now, some people, well, you know. Comparison it, is the thief of joy, though. That's, that's a, that's a Say that again. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. So, uh, it is healthy, though, to kind of look at your environment and say, well, they did that. You know, I, I feel, you know, it's, you know, you can feel inadequate, you know, for not doing certain things like your grades and, and everything like that. But it seems like you definitely saw that and you had the ability to internalize that you weren't doing something right. Right. With your right. academics. Well, well with uh, the CrossFitting, you know, like uh, you see other people uh, achieve a certain score 
Now you're comparing yourself to them and you're measuring your abilities to them, but you need to do that in some respects to push you to the next level that you need to go to. And uh, you also need to have a history of where you've been. So comparing yourself to where you were uh, a year ago or so, you know, those are things that are important to push you to the next level. So Absolutely. yes, comparison is a thief of joy, Absolutely. but also it is necessary mm -hmm. for you to yep. propel to the yep. next accent and extending of your life it can be utilized in a healthy with a healthy formula for your right, life right, right right don't use it as disrespect to yourself but in a way of potential growth right you know and seeing what progress you've made and that's um, what i did my uh my freshman year in college i look back at my high school mm -hmm. years and and i compare my abilities and my capabilities of where i was at in high school and what i could have done and i use that as a motivator to achieve the best and uh, so I did that in um, in junior college, and I was presented with the opportunity to go to uh, Utah State University. Yep, Utah State. That's what I saw as well. Yeah, I, and I think you've told me this story in a very so I really very vague. So you really don't know too much about my basketball. No, history. so I know you were at Utah State uh, uh, for a little while, and you graduated from there. or You went on to just to play. Yeah, for, yeah. Okay, I graduated from Utah State. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, so you, that's funny. You, <laughs> no, you, you, you sound surprised. <laughs> no, I'm saying some people just just don't decide not to graduate and go. This play. is very true. Yeah, this is very um, true. So, so that's cool. You chose to graduate, and then you chose to go play on from there. And what was one of the things that uh, made you choose, um, you know, where to go next after you graduated from Utah State? Uh, opportunity. Yeah. You don't you don't pick these things. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you just put yourself in a position to get lucky mm -hmm. enough for someone to recognize the potential in you. And then if they do recognize that, you have to have you have to have the courage to pounce on it mm -hmm. and take advantage of that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And opportunity led me here to Asheville. And it's awesome. a really crazy story. I'll say it in, uh, in yeah. like a minute or so. Sure. But uh, after I graduated from Utah State, I went to Italy uh, for a year. Not for a year, I'm sorry, for a couple of weeks and uh, played in a tournament and got recognized and signed a contract with a Polish team. Well, right before I got ready to go go to the Polish team, they folded mm. and went bankrupt. Mm. And after college, even though I have a degree, I'm not planning on using a sociology degree. Right. I'm, I want to play professional basketball. This is just my backup plan. Mm -hmm. And now my backup plan became plan A, you know, right then when that team folded. My agent at the time said, Look, there's uh, this thing, the D-League, and they have a draft in Atlanta. I'm going to get you a ticket. Nice. You're fly to Atlanta. Yep. And the draft is at a hotel. So they have everybody that is into the draft at this hotel, and they have it on the big screen, and they have the coaches, the general managers in remote locations. And round one, pick number blah, blah, blah. I select this guy. The guy grabs his stuff his luggage and they have buses outside and he take his luggage to the bus and then he goes to that city. Wow. Is that quick? Yeah. So uh, you're talking about growing up fast. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I was in Italy for a couple of weeks and then I was presented with this opportunity that I'm like, if I don't take this opportunity, then mm -hmm. like it might not happen for me playing professional basketball. Mm -hmm. So I got drafted in the third round. And at that time there was like seven rounds. I got drafted in the third round grabbed my luggage, walked to the bus, mm -hmm. and the coach said, I don't know who you are, but you got a great agent. Nice. And as they say, first impressions go a long way. I said, 
Coach, I'm going to be the hardest working player on this team. He said, well, I hope so. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I ended up leading the league in scoring, um, yeah. like top three in rebounding. Was this when you were this? Did you the Asheville Altitude? Okay, I got so they were the one who who drafted you. That's right. And you 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 were the rookie of the year, right? The rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, I came here to Asheville when Asheville was, uh, it was just a mountain town. Yep. When uh, was that? Oh four. Uh, two thousand three, two thousand four. Yep. Yeah, it was just a mountain town, and. Uh, no, I used to go downtown all the time and eat at the beer garden and Yeah. Uh, so the, there's nobody nobody downtown at all. Uh well, you know, Mellow Props was still there. And okay. Mellow Props had a couple of tables, uh, and I was taking a class and I continued to do this throughout my playing career. I was taking a online class from Michigan State that was presented by the D League. Uh, so I'll go to Mellow Props and I'll study. But, oh nice. But the uh the drum circle, it was yeah. like two hobos you know <laughs> yeah. playing drums <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> so it's interesting that that now that you're it's 2019 and you've been you know in and out of Asheville for now uh, 15 years or so right? right and it's crazy to see the transition that the city's made um right everything like you just said the drum circle was probably just two hobos being on a drum from t- t- now yeah. it's something that people actually come in town just to witness and that's crazy yeah that's um, crazy did you see the new hotel go up uh the heiress residence the uh with the um, the old BB&T building is a brand new hotel and has. Some, oh, so it's it's open now. It's open now, yeah. And um, I don't even know if I said that right. It's the Eras or the Aras uh, residence, but they. Uh, um, uh, it sounds like a lot of money. They, well, it is a lot. Yeah, they, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful building. Um, and I think the city actually just said that you know I don't it's that one's really nice, but I don't think we want any more of those because it doesn't really portray the old vintage buildings around right. it it looks like a charlotte building in the middle of downtown Asheville, kind of yeah but it's super cool i mean i don't mind it i i'm kind of for that style so yeah i, I like Asheville. Yeah. i like um i like how Asheville has grown and uh that they introduce new uh hotels yep. that bring in the attractions but yep. at the same time you know uh i'm still nostalgic for the old days right of you know this just being a mountain town right and you know sure. so uh but it's, it has grown mm-hmm. a ton since i initially came here and i remember and i remember uh i don't know how someone i think it was brian carver head coach at inca my head coach and do you still uh are you still in contact with uh, coach a little carver? yeah a little bit i think it was him he's been there for a long time a long time long time he was like this is guy he's a former nba former d-league overseas player who's who's in Asheville, wants to train and i'm and i you know, this is a real vague memory, and I'm like, okay, well, this sounds like a really cool guy. I'm going to go meet him. And I think at that time it was um, you were just starting out your training here in Asheville. And, um, you know, I met you, and you kind of took me on your, under your wing a little bit, and we yeah. did some one-on-one training. And, you know, from there um, I definitely grew as not only a player but as, as a man as, as well. Um, oh, well, with, thank you, with, man. With, your, with just your mentoring and, like I said, Watching you in your personal life, not only as your coaching and your training, you know, I um I looked up to those people, and so I appreciate uh, everything you've done for me, man. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Uh, look, a lot of this has uh, who you are it comes from your parents, mm-hmm. you know, sure, and uh, and your your sister, and yeah. you know, uh, people that influence you on a regular basis. Yeah. And basketball, in my opinion, and all sports is just a representation of wherever that is, uh, family. And, um, and I try to just, you know, 
pay homage to Coach Klein, my high school coach that taught me how to play the game the right way. And so what I was doing, uh, I'll play basketball overseas and I'll learn a style of play, practice, uh, shooting drills, dribbling drills. And then in the summers, I'll rent out a gym and I'll say, all right, whoever want to come, come. Mm-hmm. And I was reaching out to high school coaches. Mm-hmm. And Coach Carver is one of those guys that said, yep. yeah, I'll pass on the message. Mm-hmm. And he passed on the message to you. Yep. And uh, and my thing was, I'm just going to teach what I've learned yep. and not really have a team, but just teach them and just, just skill development. And, uh, it's, and it's going to keep me busy it's because basketball has always kept me off the streets. Mm-hmm. It has kept me away from stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I could just still be in the gym, even when I'm not playing mm-hmm. and teaching kids basketball, yep. it's going to keep me away from all kind of things that right. a tall, black, handsome, attractive, right. uh, accomplished, professional man could get into. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So That's it was a, it was a pleasure for me as much as it was for you guys. Yeah, that was a it was a really good time in my life, and it was a perfect timing of bringing things together for you to come in my life and show me, you know, what I needed to do to you know to up my game and not only my game but my you know, you know personal goals and all of that. Right. So um, let's so, talk yeah. about that for a second, Yoma. Sure. Uh, so Inca and then Carolina Day. Yep, Carolina Day School. Uh, um, how did that go? It was good. It was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life so far. And, uh, why is that? Well, when I first got there, I reclassed. So I did five years of high school, which everybody would told me they're you're like they they were like you're insane. And so, my but first, did, did they have a reason why you were insane? Uh, their perceptions of that, right. I guess, were their for their own. So um, the first year, though, I was like, maybe I did make a mistake. I was like, I don't know if this was you know for me. This is dragging out. This junior year is dragging out. Then, How old? were you i was um 17 and uh you know I, the reason i did is because i was trying to play college basketball and i was also trying to get my grades back up as well so that extra year was really going to help me which it did a right. lot and not only did i think it was going to help me in basketball and academics but in personal growth as well and it actually helped me a lot more in personal growth than it ever did in basketball yeah and uh, just the community the kids my new friends that i made um you know, the teachers supporting me. No one cared at the school that I was a basketball player. No one really cared that I wasn't going to just get an A on a paper because I played basketball. So yeah, uh, that was a that was a little bit of a um. A and then after uh, Carolina Day, yeah. Then uh, where did you go? Went to Southwestern Community College. Got my associate's degree. Had planned on transferring to Western Carolina. Did you f- play basketball there? No. Nope. Southwest. Nope. No basketball. I just did. Played. They have a basketball team. I no, they didn't. I just played intramural basketball at on the wet on the western campus okay. actually, and um, I'm still play pickup ball today. So I'm a real estate agent right now in the Asheville area. Let's go, area. Luke. Yeah, let's go. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, yeah. With High Alta, they're off Patton Avenue, and uh, looking forward to all that. And that's, um, that's big time, man. Yeah. You're a local guy that uh, born and raised. Yeah, yeah that uh, is uh, that you know this place better than anybody. Like the back of my hand. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, and basketball is a is a great sport that I wanted to teach kids that like you're gonna learn skills here that's gonna allow you to be successful in life and like with what you're doing as a real estate agent like how uh, have uh, some of those things some of those principles values in basketball presenting themselves yeah just just the mostly the hard work dedication putting your head down but not only that is 
working with a team, you know, being right. inside the office, being inside, you know, at your desk, being able to work and ask for help is one of the most uh, important things, especially as someone who um, is seeking, you know, those things. So, um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it so far and um, I can't, you know, can't wait to see what the future holds for me and for yourself. And I, I appreciate you being on here, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I seen you a couple of uh, weeks ago. Yeah. And I talked to my wife and I'm like, hey, uh, I ran into Luke. Yeah. And she was like, Luke. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, you know, you remember Luke at uh, Boys and Girls Club? She's yep. like, oh, yes, I remember yeah, Luke. We trained right across the road there, the Boys yeah. and Girls Club. West Asheville. Yeah, right? Right yeah. here in West Asheville. That's uh, that's really awesome. But, yeah. but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on the first, first podcast. And, uh, yes, sir. I look forward to seeing, doing some more podcasts with you and, uh, yeah, just re- rekind- rekindling and, you know, doing yeah. playing some pickup or something. Yeah, and I got to get you down to uh, talk to some of the kids that I uh, teach basketball to. Yes, uh, you do. I would love to do that. That will be great for you. Yeah. And I met you uh, when you were 12, 11, 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that's been 10, 11 years. And my point of view when I was teaching kids basketball and I was talking to my wife about this is that these kids might not play college basketball, play Division One basketball. Ten years from now, they're going to be adults. And I, I never ask you or any of the kids to call me coach, like call me Desmond, mm-hmm. because at some point you're going to be an adult. Right. And you got to, I'm still going to be Desmond. You right. Know? Exactly. And now, yeah. you know, 12 years later or so, yeah, man. you know, it's you're, been a, you're doing your thing, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you well, for sticking it. with it I and, really uh, and, and taking those principles that you learned from basketball to apply it in your real estate life and i wish you well i'm sure you're going to do well you got that dna in you that's right man to compete and work hard i appreciate it man thanks so much yes sir thank you